Welcome again to the Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving podcast series by Tarika Foundation. This series is focused on youth mental health. I'm your host, Dr. Lena Khanzode, a child psychiatrist and founder of Tarika Foundation. And we've been on this journey of learning mindful parenting skills from our parent educator, Gayatri Narayanan, who's joining me again today. Welcome, Gayatri. Hi, Lena. Thank you so much for having me again. I have to say, I have been finding these sessions so helpful. After our last session, I actually have been trying to pay much more close attention to practicing empathy in my relationships, particularly with my daughter. And I'm starting to see that's making a difference in our day-to-day interactions. And so I'm so grateful for this uh, understanding. I think, you know, after having that conversation with you and understanding the neuroscience basis for that, and also just like how there is almost like a ripple effect from this kind of foundation skill set of empathy that you can just have so many benefits. I am like totally bought in and I'm trying to make a conscious effort to practice empathy. However, I've had times where I have not been using empathy and I have felt so bad because I've had interactions that have been unpleasant and looking back, I'm like, oh, you know, why did I not take a moment to understand how she was feeling and connect with that and use that as a way to have our conversation. So it's, I guess, a work in progress. Always, always. And that's one of the things I think as a parent, we really have to hold ourselves with so much kindness and a lot of compassion for ourselves as parents, because there is no such thing as a perfect parent. And there's always going to be moments where, you know, we do things that we're not proud of. And just as we have empathy for our children, it's equally important to turn that arrow towards ourselves as well and have that self-empathy and self-compassion. It's as important, if not more important in this paradigm of mindful parenting. Self-compassion is a very, very key aspect of the practice. Well, you know, that makes sense to me, but how do we do that? Like compassionate to myself, I want to be, but you know, my inner critic never lets me do that. So true. The way we've been raised and the way our society looks at things, it's like, do better, go harder at it. If you're failing, just get up and keep going. You know, it's like there's kind of a harsh competitive world that we live in. And this whole idea of actually being kind to yourself is such a foreign concept for most people. And yet there's all this wonderful research that they've been doing at Stanford and at other institutions at UCLA, where they've done studies on compassion and self-compassion and found incredible benefit in our well-being. So the higher the degree of self-compassion the greater the capacity to actually be successful. You know, it's great for academic performance. They've even found benefits in people who've had PTSD. And one of the studies actually showed that soldiers, veterans, who had been exposed to the same level of combat, they looked at soldiers who had been exposed to the same level of combat, and they measured the degree of self-compassion these soldiers had. And the soldiers that happened to have more self-compassion had less tendency to have PTSD compared to soldiers who didn't. So there's been a lot of very, very interesting studies on self-compassion. They've found great benefits in having a self-compassion practice. So what it is, just to kind of briefly define what it is, compassion is 
when you say you're moved by somebody else's suffering and have that intention or you're being motivated to do something to alleviate that suffering. So it's not just empathy where you're letting them know that you understand how they feel, but it's almost one step further because you want to do something to alleviate that suffering that that person is experiencing. So that's what compassion is. And so self-compassion is directing that same compassion that you would to say a dear friend who's having a hard time and say a dear friend comes to you and says, Hey, you know what? I had a really hard day today with my daughter. You know, she was having a meltdown and I yelled at her and I said all kinds of things I shouldn't have said. Like, what would you tell your friend in that moment? Would you say, Hey, that's really bad. You've been a terrible parent, you know, go and learn parenting skills again. Like you would just not do that, right? You would say, hey, honey, it's okay, sweetheart, this happens. It's okay. We all have difficult days. We all have hard days. And you can always go back and repair your relationship. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. And just that kindness that you would offer that friend, you do the same thing to yourself. And you offer those same words of kindness to yourself. So that's what self-compassion is. So Gayatri, would you be able to like walk us through like a practice that we'll be able to use in our day-to-day lives? Because I feel like I want to do that, but there was some kind of guidance around how I do that. That would be super helpful. Absolutely. So I can definitely do that. So the self-compassion practice has three elements to it. There's three aspects of a self-compassion practice. And the first one of course, is mindfulness, right? Because we first need to get in touch with the ouch, with that moment of suffering. We need to be able to contact that in our bodies. We have to know how to feel it, sense the sensations in the body, notice the kind of emotions you're having, notice the kind of thoughts you're having about that situation, and really contacting that moment in a very mindful way within yourself, right? So that's the first step is mindfulness. And the second step is taught by Kristen Neff and Chris Germer, who are experts in this field of self-compassion. They've done a lot of research in this area. So these are the three steps specified by them. So the first, as I said, was mindfulness. The second is what they call common humanity. And that is just taking a moment to remember that you are not alone in having this moment of difficulty, that this is part of being a human being, that all human beings suffer in a similar way. And right now at this very moment, there's probably a hundred thousand parents or a million parents around the world who are going through something similar and having a similar moment of difficulty in their relationship with their child. So just to remember to say, hey, I'm not alone in this. This is part of being a human being. So you immediately kind of relax in that moment of recognition of this common humanity factor. So that's the second element. And the third element is actually the active aspect of self-compassion where you actively offer yourself words of kindness and you can also include a gesture of kindness towards yourself so it could just mean like for example putting a hand on your heart or putting both hands on your heart or maybe like some people like to cup their face or their chin like this or give yourself a hug so some kind of a physical gesture of kindness towards yourself right? So you can include a gesture of kindness, and then you repeat these phrases of self-compassion in your mind. You know, it could be something like, hey, it's okay, sweetheart. It's going to be fine. This is difficult. This is hard. This too shall pass. You know, certain phrases that just offer you that feeling of being kind to yourself. 
So that's the self-compassion practice. So just to repeat, it's mindfulness, common humanity, and kindness. Those are the three aspects of self-compassion. So I invite you listeners, if you can, to find a quiet place to sit. And if you like, you can close your eyes or you can leave it open. So just becoming present right now in your body and with your breath. Just noticing your breathing. And consciously relaxing your body. taking a moment to come to this moment right here. Sensing the ground beneath you. Becoming aware of sounds around you. And then bringing your attention to your breathing once again, just feeling your breath moving in and out of the nose. And and now I invite you to bring to mind a recent situation where you had a parenting challenge, something that was difficult, you know, where you said or did things you didn't want to say, and there was an exchange of words, maybe yelling, um, slamming of doors, you know, something that was difficult in your relationship with your child. And see if you can play this out in your mind like a movie. Just remembering the scene, what was said, what was done. And see if you can actually replay it with with a certain amount of detail. remembering and replaying the scene. And now I invite you to drop the story. You can pause the movie and just connect with your body in this instant. Just notice the kind of sensations that are present in your body. You may feel a tightness in your belly or a heaviness in your heart or a tightness in your throat. You may notice that the breath has changed. So just become very present with the sensations in your body right now. And see if you can name the feelings that you're having the feelings that were associated with that moment. Maybe there was sadness, there was rage. Maybe there was a sense of 
disappointment, irritation. So see if you can identify what was alive for you and what's alive for you right now. And also notice the kind of thoughts you're having. So becoming very present. So this is the step of mindfulness, just being contacting that moment of suffering, the ouch. And just letting it all be as it is without trying to judge it or change it or shift or fix. You're just noticing what is alive in you in this moment. And you can just gently maybe place a hand on your heart as a gesture of kindness. And just whisper in your mind, it's okay, sweetheart, this happens. You're not alone in this. This is part of being a human being. So just remembering the common humanity of this moment of suffering. You just whisper in your mind, I'm not alone in this. And yes, this is difficult, this is hard. May I be kind to myself in this moment? May I give myself the compassion that I need right now? Or you could just say something like, may I be safe? May I be peaceful? Or this too shall pass. It's going to be okay. I'm right here, I'm listening, I'm not leaving. So just offering yourself the words of kindness, of compassion, that you would give a dear friend who came to you with a similar problem. What would you say to her or him? And see if you can offer yourself those same words of kindness. Staying in touch with your body and breath. And noticing any shifts in sensations in your body as you do this practice of self-compassion. And then you can just take a deep breath in and become aware of the sounds around you again. And then slowly, when you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back to the space. So that was a short practice of self-compassion. Thank you, Gayatri. That was very helpful, very relaxing. And thank you for giving us the steps to doing this exercise every day. Great. Well, thank you, Gayatri. Uh, I hope... Uh, our listeners, our parents will continue to practice this. I think 
like you said, it's a two-way street. If I don't do this, I'm not going to be empathic. So if I can practice some self-compassion to my own self, I can practice more empathy in my relationship, not just with my child, but in any other significant relationships. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the podcast series by Tarika Foundation, and it's called Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving. Stay safe and healthy till next time. Goodbye.